Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday night at Hope for Our Times. And uh, man, we have an exciting time. I'm, I'm looking at everybody that's watching this. This is cool. Seeing people from all over the place. Uh, totally cool to see. And uh, I see some people from Texas and Florida. And I've been hearing that the governor of California is kind of upset because people from California keep wanting their freedoms. So they're deciding to move to Texas and Florida. And apparently that's bothering the governor here in California. And I say, hey, praise God, that's great. I was visiting some friends uh, in Texas just the other day. Had a great time. Beautiful place, beautiful state, wonderful people. It's great. And uh, Florida's not too bad either, by the way. It's, it's pretty nice. Hey, so listen, um, have exciting things coming. So first off, I will be speaking on September... 9th and 10th, up at a prophecy conference, Calvary Chapel, Santa Rosa, The Rock. And uh, the information is there. You can see it. There it is. Uh, you can click. There's a link in the YouTube description. But go to uh, Calvary Chapel, The Rock, in Santa Rosa, California. And uh, that's up towards Northern California. And uh, I hope that you can make it. Speaking also will be Don Perkins, Olivier Melnick, and Brandon Holthouse, and myself. So I hope that you can join us if you're up in that area. It's going to be a fantastic time. Go to the link, check it out, get more information there. Okay, you guys ready? Oh, the app too. Don't forget to download the app. We have our Hope for Our Times app. It is free to download. And uh, we keep, man, we're getting, we're getting all the bugs worked out of this thing. Pretty soon, we're going to have them all worked out. I was hoping that tonight, we're going to be able to go off YouTube and Facebook for a little while and uh, just go onto the app. And I was going to be able to talk to you about a couple of things that I can't say on YouTube without getting censored. But um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be coming this week. We just got a few more minor details to work out. But folks, we are so close. And uh, But you can watch this right now on the app, too. So you can go there, hope for our times, and check out the app. And uh, when we get over to the app and we're able to go off of YouTube and Facebook for, let's say, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that, and talk about um, some of the things I'm not allowed to talk about here. Uh, we'll have a number that you'll be able to text me the questions. I'll get them directly on here, and uh, I'll be able to take your questions, and we'll be able to go for it. So I'll, you'll still be able to do that. So that's, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, so we have all these things. I'm guessing uh, any day now we'll have it. And you'll know, because uh, I'll say it. I'll say, hey, here we go. Okay, so you guys ready? All right, so we're going to do a prophecy update tonight, and uh, I titled this, Could This Be What's Coming? And uh, man, uh, there's some things we're going to talk about tonight that might get a little frightening. Listen, uh, no, I, I'm going to rephrase that. If you don't know Jesus, they will be a little bit uh, challenging to anybody. Uh, but if you know the Bible and you know what Bible prophecy has to say, you're going to go, okay, all right, yeah, this explains a whole lot, and we can see where this is going. So uh, next Sunday night, I believe um, I'll be back in one of the minor prophets. Don't know which one yet, but that's my intention uh, to be the minor prophet. And tomorrow, Monday, uh, John Holler is going to be joining me live. Uh, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Okay. So you guys ready? Okay. So we have this prophecy update. First thing to note before we get into the four points I'm going to bring up is this one. Look at this. Congress quietly says UFO threat is expanding and not all are man-made. Well, well, well. Um, folks, this is getting more and more interesting each day as we just hear about the UFO stuff. You know, what's it going to be used? Is, is this going to be used as some type of uh, reasoning for the rapture or is it just more uh, of the deception. I personally believe these things are demonic, but I like this post. I've shared it in many prophecy conferences I spoke at. Look at this one. This one's great. Aliens probably ride past Earth and lock their doors. <laughs> That's great. They look and go, oh, hey, I'm not stopping on this planet. And I think it's kind of funny. We're going to need a little bit of humor for tonight. Okay, before we get to the message, one final thing I want to note, and this is a reminder that, <clears throat> excuse me, all of us need to remember. Jesus himself said in Luke chapter 21, he said, as during all of the discourse, and all of the discourse, he's prophesying to the time that's going to take place during the tribulation period, mainly the second half of the tribulation period. And he said this, now when these things begin to happen, 
Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. I want to make sure I open with these words of hope because we need them. We need to remember this, folks. Don't be too discouraged when you read the headlines. Now, I get a lot of people, I've said this before, you guys have heard me say it, people say we just talk about bad news. Well, quite frankly, I talk about Jesus and the good news, but when it comes to the news, there's just bad news out there. And anything that's good that's out there seems to be kind of construed uh, and messed up. We need to filter all the things that we hear through the Bible and through Bible prophecy. And I'm going to tell you this, um, much to my chagrin, um, I was disappointed to hear about a friend of mine. He's been a pastor for years, um, longer than I've been a pastor. He's been a pastor for, I don't know, 30-some years. And uh, he, he was talking with another one of my friends, and he told him, he said, listen, you need to stop uh, you need to get out of that Bible prophecy. You just need to talk about Jesus and how much he loves you. And I'm thinking, you know what? This guy's a pastor. And this is the kind of stuff that's out there in pulpits. And, and we were friends at one time. And I look and hear, stop talking about Jesus coming back. Stop talking about Bible prophecy. To just talk about the, the happy things. Man, people need answers. People need to know the truth. And here's the truth. Uh, this, I mean, how do you talk about Jesus without talking about Bible prophecy? Bible prophecy is over a quarter of the Bible. Uh, Revelation tells us that Jesus is, uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So how do you, how do you, how do you ignore over 25% of the Bible? It's just, it's greatly disturbing, especially when the words are given by Jesus himself. He wants his children to know, and we have pastors out there, the majority of them that say, don't pay attention to this just talk about these things from Jesus when Jesus gives us these words. Friends, I think it's a, it's a great sin and a travesty when I hear these things. Terrible, terrible things. But nevertheless, let's get going, all right? I'm going to put this into context so we can understand some things. All right, in Daniel chapter 7, the Bible says this. I'm not going to read all of the verses, but Daniel has these visions of different empires in different times. It comes down to the fourth beast and the final empire of the last days. In Daniel chapter seven, verse seven, Daniel writes, after this I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong and had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it and it had 10 horns, interesting. Huge iron teeth, devouring, breaking in pieces. This is talking about the people on the planet, just destroying them and crushing them, trampling the residue with its feet. Different from all of the others that were before. So think of all the world empires prior to the last day's empire of Antichrist. Different from all the rest of them. This one is going to be global, as the Bible describes it. And it says, it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, that'd be Antichrist, coming up among them, among the ten, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of a man, and the mouth speaking pompous words. So this talking about Antichrist, he's this eleventh horn, pompous words. Verse 15, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. Verse 19, and then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron, its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces, trampled the residue with its feet. And, the, and I wanted to know about the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up, before which three fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellow. So Antichrist, the kingdom of Antichrist is going to be crushing and devastating. If you study Bible prophecy, you know about the ten kingdoms. We understand that. We're going to have this global ten kingdom system. Antichrist is going to rise up. He's going to subdue three kings. Maybe they're uh, pushing back against him or something like that. The Bible doesn't tell us why he will subdue three of them. But he's greater than everybody else. As you continue to read about Antichrist, you find out he's more charismatic than anybody else that's ever lived before. Um, he's going to win people on both sides of the political aisle, the right and the left. He's going to be exceptionally deceiving. He's going to appear to work all kinds of miracles along with the false prophet. 
Uh, my friend Jeff Kinley has an excellent book called Interview with Antichrist. You can get it. it, tells you a lot more about him. But he continues, then he says this, I was watching in the same horn that the Antichrist was making war with against the saints and prevailing against them. That same thing is confirmed in Revelation chapter 13. Until the Ancient of Days came, that's Jesus, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Now listen, it says this, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom. So there's going to be a global system. Out of the global system, it appears after it's formed, there's going to be ten kings that are appointed. Friends, I believe we are watching the formation of this global system right now, and we're going to look at it. But it continues. And another shall rise after them. That would be the 11th is going to arise after the 10. Uh, we know from Revelation chapter 17 that the 10 kings give their power and authority to the beast for one hour. Interesting. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, uh, against God. He's going to be blasphemous, the Bible also tells us. You ever hear Yuval Noah Harari, the blasphemous things he says, the pompous things he says against God? Man, other than that, he doesn't fit the description of Antichrist, but that part of his personality does. So Antichrist will come with all these characteristics that are listed in the Bible and exceptionally charismatic. He will persecute the saints of the Most High. He shall intend to change times and law. Interesting. What is that about? Is that about the Jewish laws, the feast days? Is that about um, how we measure everything? Is it about Sundays? Um, it, because we worship on Sundays, is it about this uh, Shabbat, Saturdays, because Jews celebrate uh, Shabbat, the Sabbath on Saturday? Or is, I mean, I've talked with friends about this. Is, this, is he going to attempt to change climates and that sort of thing? It, it's just so fascinating to me. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and a half time, for three and a half years, the second half of the tribulation. But the good news is, and this, the reason I'm reading this last part, because we need the good news before we go on. Uh, the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion of, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So this is speaking of the end when Jesus returns, and uh, Antichrist has been uh, done away with, and we will get to rule and reign as kings and priests with the Lord on the, in the millennial kingdom. Verse 28, this is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Okay, folks, are you ready? All right, I'm going to start off. I got four things I'm going to bring, uh, uh, bring up uh, in our time together, and then we're going to go to questions. And uh, the first one is this. Uh, number one is the Daigle Report. Now, many of you have heard of the Daigle Report or the Deagle Report. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, some of you have never heard of it. So we're going to go into this a little bit. I'm going to scratch the surface of it and bring it to everybody's attention uh, so that we can understand some things. So I first heard of the Daigle Report uh, quite some time ago, and it was troubling. And the Deagle Report basically says there are certain countries in the world that are going to have mass depopulation by the year 2025. And, uh, and the Deagle Report has kind of been one of those things that's been in my head and going, why is it? What's happening? And then along came the pandemic, and you start seeing things, and you start to question a lot of different things. Um, the Void in the UK has this about the Deagle Report. You can get information from there or the Deagle forecast, whatever you want to call it. In 2014, a little-known military contractor called Deagle Corporation published a projection of massive global depopulation by 2025. Now, it goes on to report here, and again, you can check it out yourself, Void UK, that's the name of the website, about the Georgia Guidestones, which were recently destroyed. 
but we, we've all heard uh, about the Georgia Guidestones. One of them is to maintain a world population of 500 million. This number keeps on coming around. By the way, just before we move on, it's kind of interesting how Satan copies everything God does. Okay, when it comes to the Ten Commandments, how Moses comes down the mountain and he sees uh, everybody worshiping this golden calf and he takes the Ten Commandments of stone and he breaks them. So God writes some new ones. Interesting that the, the, uh, the, the Georgia Guidestones are written in stone and then broken. Gonna be interesting to see if they come back. Just fascinating, uh, just fascinating. Anyways, goes on to talk about this. Um, the Deagle Report has predictions about reduced populations um, and those, those predictions have been removed. You can go to deagle.com. I'm gonna show you some, uh, some uh, info here in just a second. I'll say deagle.com. You cannot get this at deagle.com right now. You used to be able to, they pulled it, but if people have downloaded it, they still have it. Uh, the Deagle Corporation is a minor branch of US military intelligence, one of the many secretive organizations which collects data for high-level decision-making purposes and prepares confidential briefing documents for agencies like the National Security Agency, AKA NSA, the UN, the World Bank, etc. Deagle is known, for example, to have contributed to a Stratford report on North Korea. Uh, with this kind of pedigree, Deagle should be seen as a legitimate player in the intelligence community and not merely disinformation acid. If so, then it must be assumed that its population predictions for 2025, as well as its industrial output predictions on a nation-by-nation -nation basis are based on strategic assumptions, which are shared and well understood by other players in the intelligence community. Um, this is just, this part here is just fascinating. Uh, this, here's the question. Until the start of the COVID pandemic, many commentators were perplexed by the Deagle spreadsheets. Again, I'm going to show you these spreadsheets in just a second. Perhaps they were part of a PSYOP, a psychological operation. However, in light of recent events, we are obliged to consider a possible connection between the projected massive reduction of, in the population of certain countries forecast by Deagle, uh, along with other trends right now. I'm going to show you those in just a second, but think of this. Here's the trends they write. We all know this. Devaluation of the dollar, which will disrupt the world economy. Strange insistence in using a certain, you know, medical procedure on the world population. I'll stop there until I can get off of YouTube and share these things. A global pandemic. Desire for a war with China. Desire for a war with Russia. Desire for a war with Iran. China, Russia, and Iran forming a unified Asian bloc race war with the United States, progressive onslaught and control of all electronic media, looming bubbles in just about every facet of American life, so on and so forth. Indeed, we have these things. I mean, you're looking, going, okay, this is fascinating. By the way, well, well let me go through this real quick, and then I'm going to point out some other things. Okay, now check this out. These are some of the population changes. So look at this and go, why? So Deagle reports this, this uh, if you can see this, if you can pull it up. Uh, so everybody can see this, please. That would be very helpful, Matthew. If you can pull up the next screen, please. Thank you. Okay, so you'll see on here, it says, uh, let's see, I want to go up here. Population, third line from the top. Uh, 327 million. See, that says 2017. Now drop down and look where it says forecast 2025. And what's it say for population? 100 Million. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Population in the United States changes from 327 million to 100 million from 2017 to 2025. 2025, only three years away. Okay. Uh, there's more. Check this one out. This is the UK. Uh, population, third line, 66 million in 2017. Population, 2025. 15 million people in the UK. Okay, now Deagle first started putting this together in 2014. So you look at this, this, this particular goes from 27 to 2025. Let's look at the next one. Ready? Canada. Check it out. Canada population, 2017, 36 million. Population, 2025, 26 million. Okay, so you can't say all these people from the United States, which is over 200 million, 
have left the United States and gone to Canada because Canada's population also drops. All right, so these populations are all dropping. Canada, UK, US, look at this one. China, what's up with China? You pull China over on the screen, thank you. Um, 1.4 billion people in 2017, forecast for 2025, 1.4 billion people. Well, what's up with that? What is going on with these numbers by Deagle Corporation, which is a legitimate corporation? Folks, this is absolutely fascinating. Okay, now look at this. This is from another website. So you have on here Canada, Sweden. You have the percentages in population changes in 2025 from where they were in 2017. See that? Canada, minus 26.1%. Sweden, minus 25.5%. Uh, Austria, minus 29%. Australia down 24.6%. You look at all these countries. Angola down 33.2%. Let's look at another one. Look at this. So you have all these different countries on here. Look at Malta down 28%. You have some that go up, but they're not big countries. Mexico goes up 5%, but that's not really a big deal from 118 million in 2017 to 124 million in um, in, in um, 2025. So, I mean, when you look at it with Mexico, uh, we think of it along these lines. Um, if the United States, so you have 200 million people that didn't go to Canada because Canada's population dropped. They didn't go to Mexico because Mexico only went up about, what, 6 million or 7 million people or something like that. So what happened to all these people? Look, uh, let's look at another one. Uh, here's this. This is... You have these other countries that are listed on here. Look at some of these big ones. South Korea, Spain down 41.4%. Switzerland, Syria, Taiwan, all down in incredible numbers. Why? But then we go here. United States of America down 68.5%. Folks, this is truly just, it, it, it's got to leave you wondering about some things, which I'm gonna help you to wonder a little bit more here. Okay, now think of this. So I watched a video, one of our viewers sent me, I can't remember who sent it to me. I get so many different things that are sent, but it's really a good video. It's called What's Up Prof, as in What's Up Professor. And it was with Martin Smith and Walter Veith. It was about a 30 minute video, and it was on the Daigle Report. And uh, it was very informative, but um, they were able to put in some other information about what's going on with the UN uh, and these other organizations, World Health Organization and so forth. You start going through it all, World Economic Forum, you start finding out all of these things are tied in together. Where Deagle got their information to build their report from, why they built it, they were legitimate government sites that anybody can access to go there. But then they brought up, there's this satanic side to this whole thing. Alice Bailey of this whole satanic movement I was quoted in it. Um, it's a great video. I encourage you to go and check it out if you can. Um, but there's a lot more information. I want to spend more time on the Deagle Report. But you got to wonder what in the world is really going on with all of these things, all right? I want you to think about that with their satanic influence that they say is behind it. Now, I'm going to throw this in there. And this might seem totally unrelated, but I don't think it is. Uh, this is about abortion, and I don't think abortion has anything to do with why these countries are, will be, uh, mainly Western countries, mainly, not all of them, are, are plummeting in population numbers over the next three years. Wouldn't be because of abortion. It's something else that happens. Um, in fact, they even point out in the video that there's been over, since the beginning of wars, there's been 500 million people, I believe, they said that have been killed in wars. Well, why is the earth depopulated by more than that in just the next three years. So it can't be wars, it can't be pandemics. You, know, you start looking and going, what in the world's going on to bring the earth down to this massive depopulation in such a short time? Unless that's something to do with the tribulation period and the fourth kingdom that we just talked about. But listen to this. Um, this is, uh, let's see, how much time do I have? Uh, yeah, I think I got enough time to do this. Um, no, I don't. Maybe I'll save that for something else in the week. I want because I want to talk about this. Uh, I, here's just something to think about before we move on to the next thing. Is the um, in Daniel chapter seven this fourth kingdom? You start looking at that and you go, 
the fourth industrial revolution or whatever it is that, that uh, Sir Klaus Schwab says we are entering into and all these world leaders are all in agreement. Listen, this stuff is satanic that's happening. There's a spirit behind this. It's the spirit of Antichrist. And we are watching the formation of this fourth kingdom. This fourth kingdom is going to form, according to Daniel chapter 7, out of this kingdom, this global system, when it forms, out of it is going to be birthed these ten kings. And then out of that is going to be appointed an eleventh one that's going to come in, who is Antichrist. By the way, another one of our viewers pointed this out to me. If this is wild, you're going to think I've lost my mind, but I, 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 I Google it, just check out, and it's true. All right. So he listed several different things, which I don't have time to vet out everything he said. Um, so it's going to take me some months with all the things he sent me. But if you type in uh, uh, into your search, Illuminati.com, but you spell Illuminati backwards, right? Guess what it takes you to? I'm not kidding you. I said, no, it can't be. It takes you to this website. You do Illuminati backwards. So you got to be able to spell it backwards if you can do that. Check it out. This is what it takes you to. An NSA.gov website. The NSA.gov website. That is just, I'm looking at it going, okay, this blows my mind. Maybe this is a, a PSYOP or something. So I, I, I got to be careful because a lot of times I think there's PSYOPs that are brought about to mess with people who study Bible prophecy. Uh, but that's just a trip. I mean, type in, don't do it right now. You know, continue here with me with YouTube. But check it out. Spell Illuminati backwards and then type IlluminatiBackwards.com. And uh, it's going to take you to NSA.gov. Interesting. But again, it could be a PSYOP because, you know, I, I personally believe Q was a PSYOP to mess with people who, who get too far out there and you just start believing everything that you're told. And so you got to be careful on all these different things. I think the government does PSYOPs all the time. And this, this could simply be one of them just to mess with people like me and mess with people like you. But anyways, I do find it interesting because you start finding out when you look at the Daigle Report, and the projections, why is the population going to plummet in these countries? I have a theory, and I'm going to give you that theory when we get to the end as we get ready to go into questions on why I think the population is going to plummet. Um, uh, as I said in the one video I watched, uh, the devil knows the Bible better than you and I know the Bible. So could it be that the devil is predictive working within these corporations. I mean, how many people do you think are demonically possessed that work within these massive corporations that are running this world? I'm telling you, we, have, we are watching this. We're part of this antichrist system that's being developed, this fourth kingdom, fourth industrial revolution. Not a quinky dink, I don't think. Uh, fascinating to watch all of this develop. Just absolutely fascinating. But could it be, could it be that the devil is predictive because he knows the Bible? He knows the Bible better than you and I know it. So he has a really good idea of the general time frame of things. Fascinating. Okay, let's go. Okay, first one was the Daigle Report. As I look at Daniel chapter 7 in the fourth kingdom. Uh, second one I want to look at is ESGs. This will be a little bit faster. In fact, the next three will be a little bit faster. ESGs. So what are ESGs? All right. I talked a little bit about this in the, this week. I'm going to do a message on ESGs uh, probably I'm intending to, I'm sure if uh, one of the other guys don't, I will, on ESGs when I'm up there at Calvary Chapel of Santa Rosa uh, on uh, September 9 and 10. Um, but what are they? It says here on the screen, if you could put that back up, environmental, social, and governance. So th uh, what ESGs are is essentially the way that all businesses, all organizations, and it's going to trickle down to all people are going to have to they're going to be subjected to these rules, environmental, social, and governance. So what are environmental rules? Well, this isn't rocket science. This is climate rules. Every corporation is going to have to own by it, and they already do. They're already doing it. The massive corporations are already doing this. BlackRock is driving this. Vanguard is driving this. I explained it during the week. Basically, it works like this. BlackRock says to a corporation, so BlackRock holds $20 trillion worth of people's money to invest. And um, let's say that a huge corporation, the easy one is the oil corporations. Uh, BlackRock says, well, um, and I've heard this is exactly what has happened. BlackRock says, well, um, our $20 trillion worth of investors are not going to be able to invest in the oil companies anymore because 
you guys aren't necessarily playing by the rules, so we're going to take all of our money from you. Good luck to you guys, and good luck getting any loans, good luck funding business, and so forth. Bada boom, bada bing. Guess what? That destroys massive, massive corporations most people thought who could ever destroy us. Just like that, right? So you see how the environmental rules, you're not playing by the right climate laws. This trickles, uh, banks are being affected by this, the big banks are being affected by it. They, they have no choice to operate unless they submit to it. Interesting, isn't it? So when you think of the final kingdom, you think of the rider on the white horse. The rider on the white horse has a bow, but we don't see any arrows. That bow represents this great strength of like a military, but it doesn't use weapons to subdue the world. But like Daniel chapter seven with these huge iron teeth that just tramples and devours, crushes everything and subdues everything. I think ESGs have something to do with this. So environmental, social. So we have all the social justice. This whole garbage about transgender stuff and 97 different genders, it's a lie. Pretty much anybody in charge knows it's a lie, it's, it's a hoax. But they're messing with people's minds. People are believing it. So what do we have? Oh, socially, you got to, during the month of June, you better fly the rainbow flag or we're gonna boycott your business. This is what we got going on, subduing the people. And then governance, real simple, um, you must submit to the governance that comes down your way because of the environmental and social goals. It's that simple. You gotta submit to it. So it's subduing everything. All right, now I'm gonna show you something. Now check this out. Speaking of environment, I just gotta show you these two quick things before we do move on. Um, look at this, look at this, this is so cool. Civilization will end within 15 to 30 years unless immediate action is taken. Dr. George Wald, 1970, so that would have been 1985 to 2000. Civilization would end. Immediate climate action must be taken, 1970. All right, by the way, 1970, some are saying it's gonna be too hot, some are saying it's gonna be too cold. I'm gonna show you a video on that in just a second. Then there's this, Al Gore, remember Al Gore? He hasn't gone away, I wish he would just go away. Unless drastic measures to reduce greenhouse gases are taken within the next 10 years. The world will reach the point of no return. 2006 plus 10, that'd be 2016. Hey, we're still here. Now we have AOC and all these others that are out there that are saying, by 2030, baby, you better submit. Whole uh, 2030 agenda of the UN is about that. Okay, I'm gonna show you a short video. It's less than a minute long. And um, so this tells you how people think and how we're being manipulated. This video is from several years ago. Sure, you'll enjoy it. Let's go ahead and roll this video. I think we have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, Temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Well, there we have it. So, look at that video. So we're all gonna freeze to death and everybody's gonna die and there's gonna be no farms. So, well, that didn't necessarily work out because, um, well, let's say it was getting too warm. So they say, oh, it's getting, oh, I mean, it's just warm, summer comes. So it's a problem. And so what do they say now? It's too warm, it's too warm, it's too warm, we're all gonna die, da 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 da. Enter in the ESGs. Listen, we're being lied to. The, the Bible's very clear, book of Jeremiah. Is, you know, God has put the sun and the moon and everything into motion, all the seasons that we have. If these aren't gonna end, the time when it's gonna become real is during the tribulation period. Listen, folks, I believe there's some problems right now, and they're real problems, but I believe they become real problems because of the, uh, the politicians that are evil, that manipulate everything. Um, uh, Steve Bannon said on the collapse of civilization. The Great Reset is so destructive that you're not gonna be able to turn this whole thing around. Um, this, is what, this is what they are intending to do. 
This is manufactured, it's manipulated, it's being done on purpose. And look at this and go, man, we look at everything, and again, I go back to Daniel chapter seven, this fourth kingdom, and I think about what's coming with the fourth industrial revolution, and I think to myself, you can't make this stuff up. All right, I wanna go to the next one. What's the next one? Crises upon crises upon crises upon crises upon crises and crises and crises, right? These things just never seem to stop. Uh, by the way, tomorrow, on, um, when I have John Haller on live on Monday, we're gonna be talking about ESGs and a few other things uh, that are gonna be uh, so intriguing. So join us live tomorrow if you're able to, two o'clock Pacific Standard Time on this channel. Okay, crises upon crises upon crises. What do we have? Well, here's the economic crisis. Now, this one is just from America. If you look up here at this article, is America on the verge of a house price collapse? Prices could crash by up to 20%, and homes are overvalued by as much as 72%, expert, expert warns. Um, so we're hearing this. This isn't just an American thing, so I don't want anybody out there that's watching throughout the rest of the world. We get people watch all over the world, watch live, and they'll watch later on. These things are going on all over the world. I don't think there's a, 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 a real estate problem that's going on over in, um, in uh, Israel right now because people are still moving to Israel. I think same thing in Texas. People just keep moving to Texas, <laughs> but uh, maybe in parts of Texas. Um, but um, uh, you know, so you start looking at these things. So this problem is very real. Overinflated prices, which I think is also, listen, I have, a, I have an idea. I think this is what's going on with these overinflated prices. I think it's intentional. Um, banks continue to give money to people that shouldn't have it. Uh, and listen, anybody in business knows that you, if a home is $800,000 and somebody is making $60,000 a year, how are you gonna pay that mortgage? How are you gonna pay taxes? How are you gonna eat? You aren't gonna be able to do anything. You, uh, escrow, uh, or the, the property goes into foreclosure and then Big Brother's there to purchase the property. That's how things are being set up in Los Angeles, by the way. Uh, Big Brother in, in uh, or Little Brother, I guess you can call him here in California, Newsom, um, is setting it up where I believe it's in Los Angeles that ca state of California gets right of first refusal if it goes into foreclosure. So what do you have? The Big Brother's gonna become the landlord. So when you hear Klaus Schwab say, by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy, it's because you lost everything, but here comes Big Brother, oh, we have a house for you. We own you, we can lock you down whenever you want, whenever we want, and that sort of thing, right? Let's move on to this one too. As Russia, as we continue to talk about crisis after crisis, as Russia-Ukraine war reaches the six-month six mark, America, American B-52 nuclear bombers have been deployed to Europe as situation grows worse. And then, so you have war and rumor of war, oh baby, then you look at this one. Food crisis worsens, California drought causes increase in unplanted farmland. Folks, it's, it's again, I realize this is global. It's not, just, uh, it's not just America. I'm gonna get to these things. Check this out, just over the next few minutes. Uh, John from New York wrote, and I said, John, I'd like to share this with everybody. Just help to put it into perspective. In 1970, AMP, had a giant vegetable plant here. This would be up in New York. Uh, fruits and vegetables were grown all over the country, but industry discovered that they could grow vegetables in the deserts of the Southwest nearly year-round, and they could use illegal immigrants to do the hard uh, back-breaking labor under the hot sun for a tiny fraction of the minimum wage without paying FICA or workers' comp or providing medical care. If any worker complained, immigration was there to deport them. They found that they could pump the water out of the aquifers uh, without governmental interference. And once uh, that was gone, they could lobby Congress to provide cheap water from hydro dams using great projects like the Central uh, Arizona Project, even though they used much more water than the rivers had. By the way, did you hear the feds decided that Arizona's uh, water from the Colorado River, which goes right through Arizona, has been cut 22%. In California, they're cutting 0%. Interesting, isn't it? Wow. I think the feds are out to get Arizona. The great interstate highway system let them transport the fresh vegetables nationwide. Thus, they put the family farms that grew crops on marginal land using natural rainfall out of business. At the 1997 World Security Conference, where I was the only farmer to testify before Congress, 
The head of NOAA stated, because the aquifers will go dry unless food production is returned to marginal lands using natural rainfall, America would suffer famine. Uh, then the resulted, this resulted in the creation of the Commission on Small Farms, which held hearings and made recommendations that USDA not only ignored, but did the opposite of. The commissioners resigned in protest and the process of fulfilling James 5 continued. Uh, I, th and then he quotes James 5. Now listen to these words, James 5. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have heaped, who have reaped, excuse me, down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of uh, the Sabbath. And you look at this and you go, man, you look at where we are in this world. And uh, I look at the corruption of, uh, of America, um, the celebration of abortions, um, and the UN, get this, this I didn't read this, I, I was going to, but it's uh, Carlo Vignano, Archbishop Carlo Vignano calling out the Catholic Church again because, get this, the president of the Pontifical Academy for Life, for life, get this, Vincenzo Paglia referred to Law 194's legalizing abortion as a pillar of our social life. Joining with the Catholic Church, joining with the New World Order, the UN, the WHO, the European Union, the World Economic Forum, the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg Club, and all of the organizations which follow the Agenda 2030, which considered the barbilic killing of an innocent child in mother's womb as a pillar of social life. And now this is coming out of this guy from the Catholic Church. Thankfully, Carlo Vignano was called him out. Look at this, go, man. So you look at the corruption of America, and as John from New York pointed out, even uh, the, just the abuse of the farm workers, uh, and the, the abuse of the land, uh, the politicians that are so stinking crooked, unbelievable. And then Britt Gillette wrote this article, a global food crisis is coming. You can get this, I'll post it on my website tomorrow, it's also on raptureready.com. But he lists many different things, and he writes here regarding global food crisis, government's reaction, throwing the ongoing war in Ukraine, he's talking about problems coming, global food production, famine coming, which feeds a large part of Europe and Africa, as well as a historic drought in Europe, and governments around the world should be working overtime to alleviate the situation. Instead, they've been making it much worse. Uh, just with the things that they've done to Russia. On top of sanctions against Russia, and despite the current fragility of the global food supply, Western governments continue to push a climate change agenda that involves significant reduction of fertilizer usage and cutbacks on a number of methane-producing livestock. We're reading about Netherlands, we're reading about Canada, and so forth. He writes, famine is unavoidable at this point. The only questions remaining are how severe the food shortages will be, and how high food prices uh, will rise in the places where food is still available. Once the severity of the situation becomes clear, governments will react swiftly. Food protectionism will sweep the globe as nation after nation bans agricultural exports. Those supplies still available for export will be vacuumed up by the wealthiest nations who will be willing to pay whatever is necessary to guarantee their food supply. But countries such as Somalia, Yemen, South Sudan, Afghanistan, Haiti will experience severe food crisis and widespread famine and starvation. What is the end goal, he asks? In the end, no country will escape the crisis as massive food inflation strikes lower income citizens and even the wealthiest nations. Uh, the United States flash mobs will move on uh, from jewelry stores to grocery stores. Food theft will run rampant until grocery stores implement strict security measures. We might even see the rollout of Sri Lanka-style digital rationing cards. Is this the end goal? This gets more interesting. Stay with me. It wouldn't surprise me to find out these government's policies are being, get this, intentionally implemented to create a food crisis. 
If they're starving, most people will gladly trade their freedom and liberty for food. Bingo, he's spot on. That's what's going on. And then I'll conclude this section with this, then I want to talk about Israel for a second. Um, but listen to this. He moves on and says this. Uh, While digital rationing cards are not in and of themselves the mark of the beast, listen to this, digital rationing cards for food, they impose a social system identical to the one imposed by the mark of the beast. How? By fencing people into a system where they are completely reliant on the government for their existence. In the past few years, we've witnessed the rise of the Mark of the Beast technology platform. The marriage of corporate and state power has brought a censorship on big tech platforms, banking institutions willing to shut down the accounts of peaceful protesters, and uh, certain types of mandates for passports, you know, the medical thing, right? A global food crisis would be the perfect environment for the world's would-be rulers to implement a digital food rationing system. Since most people will no longer live on farms and don't know how to grow or raise their own food, they're vulnerable to becoming slaves to a system they can't survive outside of. When that happens, the government will have complete and total power. The world is paving the way for the rise of Antichrist. Fortunately, our hope is in Jesus Christ and our joy is that he's coming soon. Amen. That was Brit Gillette who wrote that. Amen. Listen, I look again at Daniel 7, this fourth beast. Huge iron teeth, crushing, devouring everything in its place. The fourth industrial revolution, the plan of uh, Klaus Schwab and these global elites, and then how Brit, uh, Brit Gillette said, these things are being intentionally implemented to create a food crisis to bring about this global system. Enter in the rider on the white horse. What has to happen? According to Daniel 7, there's going to be this global system, then there's going to be 10 kings, and then there's going to be another one coming along called Antichrist. All right, last one, then I want to get to your questions. Last one is Israel. Lots been going on with Israel, folks. A lot has been going on with Israel. Look, Jerusalem Post. Israeli uh, strike destroyed over 1,000 Iran-made missiles in Syria. Um, the Syrian Observatory of Human Rights reported on Saturday, the warehouse in the city's Syrian Scientific Studies and Research Center complex stored thousands of medium-range surface-to-surface missiles assembled under the supervision of Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh, that is uh, Iran, another way of saying Iran. Syrian air defense systems were activated in northwestern Syria on Thursday with Syria's state news agency, SANA reporting that local forces were confronting hostile targets above Masaf. Later, the agency said the airstrike was an Israeli attack, and then they said civilians were killed and, and, uh, and on down the list. Okay, look at this. Things are escalating. Um, what Iran did is, uh, the, the, Iran is fighting a proxy war through Hezbollah in the north, in Syria and in uh, Lebanon against Israel, and through Hamas uh, in the south, in, in the West Bank, uh, but primarily coming out of Gaza, uh, is really where Hamas has the foothold. Uh, that's Iran that's doing that fighting. Then Iran doing the proxy war with Yemen. And uh, now there's missiles in Yemen that have the ability to reach all the way to Israel. So you're looking, Iran is surrounding Israel to the north, right there in Israel's own land, in the West Bank, in Gaza, and then you have Yemen just completely surrounding them. And uh, Israel knows it. Joe Biden knows it. Joe Biden, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. And he's being used by the devil. Uh, but look at this. Uh, Mossad chief says, looming Iran deal based on lies is very bad for Israel. If we don't take action, Israel will be in danger. So that's what's going on. They're saying, oh, no, we're going to deal with Iran. We have to deal with Iran. Meanwhile, what does Joe Biden do? I don't care what you guys say. Some of you say this is bad for me to talk about him. He's a bad man. Uh, that's why he's being used by the devil. Joe Biden rejects urgent phone call from Israeli prime minister over Iran. Says, I'm on vacation. Get this. Right? So while these things are going on, Israeli prime minister Ayir Lapid's request to hold an emergency telephone conversation with U.S. President Joe Biden to discuss the Nissan uh, nuclear deal with Iran has been rebuffed with the excuse that the American president is on vacation. Wow eating ice cream or something from his basement, no doubt. Wow, that's just unbelievable. 
Senator Ted Cruz responded, he said, a year ago, Joe Biden gave Afghanistan to the Taliban. Now he intends to give a nuclear arsenal to Iran. So true and so evil. Folks, I look at these things that are happening, and, um, and I think of, of the words of Jesus where he said, and this is how we opened up, Luke 21, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Folks, when we see, let, let's put all of this together with Israel being the main timepiece. Um, listen, Israel is the apple of God's eye, Jerusalem specifically. Uh, God made a covenant with Abraham and that covenant for, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his descendants, the Bible says, forever. How long is a forever covenant? It's coming from God. It's not coming from you or me or someone who's a man who's made it and breaks covenants. It's coming from God. God is not a covenant breaker. God is a covenant keeper. And Israel is always going to exist. And uh, the Jews are always going to exist. And Jesus is coming back and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. And as much as the world is against Jerusalem, and we have a president of the United States that, well, he's on vacation right now. He's not going to be able to talk to you. Now, that's Israel's problem. We have, a, we have the United States of America seems to be in a position of not abandoning Israel, but cursing Israel. And in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God says, I'll bless those who bless thee, Abe, and I'll curse them who curse thee. And America's entered into that place of cursing Israel, dividing the land. God says, uh, I, will, I will judge those who divide my land. That's what he says in Joel chapter 3. And... Zechariah chapter 12, the Bible says that all the world's going to be turned against Israel. You know, you couldn't say that a few years ago. Now you look, you go, wow, uh, the United States is in this free fall collapse. I think, personally, what's going on with America and, um, is that America has turned against Israel. And that's why we're watching all of this happen. And God is judging us for our sins. And the sins of, of uh, you know, you look and think, just the evil, abortion, which I've already talked about, uh, the other sins of the, the abuse to people to farm the land. And you start looking at everything that John from New York wrote about. You start looking at everything. You put all of this together, and um, God says, you know, enough is enough. And then you, that doesn't even touch, scratch the surface of the immorality that's exported from America to the rest of the world. But folks, the time is short. So when I look at the Daigle Report, which you opened up with, right, this massive population decrease that Daigle Report says is going to happen in these different countries, many of them in the Western world. What's going to happen? Why is this certain countries have no decrease, but Daigle Report has this incredible number of decrease? Well, here's my hope, that it's the rapture is what takes place. That, and that report is for 2025. I don't know if 2025 this is actually going to happen, um, I, I can't set dates. I'm not going to set the date on the rapture. I don't know all that's going to come. Um, but I do know that we need to be ready. We need to be strong in the Lord. We need to be looking up. It was in the words, let me find this here. Uh, Damon Duck quoted these words from Ed Heinsohn. Ed Heinsohn, who just recently went home to heaven. Ed, Ed's such a great brother and a leader for me. He said this, don't waste your time trying to guess the time. Jesus can come anytime, so be ready all the time. I love that. That's just great. Listen, so we start putting all of these things together. I hope that this whole Daigle thing is because we're getting called home soon. And, um, and, and that will be absolutely awesome, but I don't want to be a date setter. We need to be ready all the time to be called home, but we also need to be wise while we're in this world. People need to know about Jesus. If you're someone who is a prepper, listen, do yourself a favor. You may never be able to use all of your prep stuff, but you may, I don't know. We don't know how long we're gonna be here. But if you are a prepper, hey, put in something like the rapture kit from I Am A Watchman in there. Uh, put in Bible tracts, put in some messages from prophecy people that, that, that can connect with what in the world is going on. Uh, books. David Jeremiah has great things. There's fantastic things that you can put in your prep area so when people come to get your food, hey, let them have the food and give them Jesus at the same time. Uh, but everything's coming together, so don't be discouraged when you see these things. Look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. All right, let me take some questions. Got a few minutes here. Uh, if you have questions, send them in. I can see them. Bible Prophecy and Eschatology, Generation 2434. You should do more videos with Pete. He is great. So 
Generation 2434 is another YouTuber. Uh, that's uh, Tyler, he's like me. Uh, he does a lot with Pete, um, by the way. So, oh, there's generated. The fields are ripe, share the gospel, amen. If, if that's you, Tyler, that's awesome, and we should do a video together. Uh, Tyler's fantastic at Generation 2434. Um, you, should, you should check him out when you get a chance. You'll love it. Um, Pookie Martinez, question, when will you have Dennis Swick on? Tech, tech expert uh, info. So, uh, Pookie, Dennis Swick will be on his channel with me this coming Thursday. And uh, let's stop here. Uh, so that'll be on his channel. It will be Thursday night. You can check it out. Uh, getting Dennis to commit to YouTube? Well, I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to do that. Uh, Pookie also asked, when we have David Hawking as the guest, David's health is failing, so please pray for him. I think it'll be very difficult for David to be able to do a video, but, but I'm glad you mentioned that because please pray for David Hawking. What a great brother in the Lord and a great leader for so many years. Uh, Anna Steele, question. You say, be ready for the coming of the Lord. For those who don't know, what do you mean, be ready? Well, <laughs> are you saved? That's a great question. That's the number one thing. Um, what does it mean to be ready? First of all, it's recognize that you're a sinner. And if you, uh, uh, what's sin? Well, sin is to miss the mark. Um, it's uh, the, the mark is missing the bullseye. Literally means to miss the bullseye. You've missed What's the bullseye? It's perfection. The perfection is, G is in Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the law of God is perfect. It's flawless. So the law itself condemns us. It, re it causes us to recognize, according to Paul in Galatians, that we need a schoolmaster. The, school the law is a schoolmaster that drives us to Christ. We see the perfect law and we realize, man, have I ever told a lie? Yeah, I've got a problem. Have I ever looked at anyone with lust? Yeah, I've got a problem. Have I ever stolen anything? I ever coveted anything? Have I ever taken the Lord's name in vain? You go through the Ten Commandments, and then as Jesus, uh, as Jesus said, listen, it's not just committing an adultery, it's, it's lusting. So if you've ever committed any sin at all, then would you have? Because there's nobody that's sinless. Uh, only Jesus was. Then you're a sinner. And it's recognizing you're a sinner and saying, man, I, uh, we need to be forgiven of our sin. Because perfect right, uh, sin cannot enter into heaven. We must be perfectly righteous. The only way we're going to be perfectly righteous is by trusting in Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. So this is what it comes down to when you think about it like this with the gospel. Is um, if you, When you die, you're, you might be thinking right now, well, I don't need to worry about sin. I'm a good enough person to get into heaven. Well, you could try to get into heaven by your good works uh, and comparing yourself to other people. But God, we're going to be compared to Jesus Christ in the perfect law. So we're going to fall short of the glory of God. And sin's not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but if you recognize that you're a sinner and you trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, what you do is you recognize that Jesus died on the cross and he was judged for my sins because I said yes to Jesus. Because I asked him to forgive me because I surrendered my life to him and I received his forgiveness on my behalf. So that when I die and I stand before the Lord, I won't be judged a sinner because Jesus was judged for my sins. Even though he didn't commit any of my sins, he was judged for my sins as if he had committed my sins. So that when I die, I won't be judged for my sins. I have forgiveness. Uh, J.D. Farag, he, he has the ABCs of salvation. Um, it's admit that you are a sinner. Um, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess your sins to him. At least I think those are the three ABCs that he has. But basically that's it. It comes from the Romans road. Uh, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6 verse 23 says the wages of sin is death, uh, judgment for our sins, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Romans also tells us that God, uh, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So it's, it's understanding that, that Christ has provided the way that we would get to heaven. In John chapter 14, verse 6, 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Jesus didn't say, I am a way, a truth, a life. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And he's gone to prepare a place for us in heaven. And he's saying, hey, I built this place called heaven. If you want to come up here, I, I paved the way, but you got to be forgiven of your sin because you're not going to be able to get in because no sin can enter into the kingdom of heaven. We must be cleansed entirely from our sin. And uh, that's the number one way we can be ready. The other way is recognizing Jesus is coming. I need to be looking at my Bible, doing what Jesus says, watch and be ready. So if you're saved, you watch. We have over 800 scriptures, uh, uh, prophecies of the second coming of Christ. Jesus himself tells us to watch and be ready. So we should be doing that. So when I have a, a former friend who was pastor says, you shouldn't waste your time with Bible prophecy. That's a stupid thing to do. Well, Jesus says, watch. And this is what I want you to do. Why would Jesus give us all of his words, all of his discourse, and so many other prophetic words? We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. Book of Revelation. Book of Daniel. I mean, just on down the list. Why would Jesus give us those books and then a pastor come along and say, what a waste of time that is to look at those words. That's stupid. Wow. Uh, I mean, um, unbelievable. When Jesus himself tells us to watch and be ready. Let's move on. Next question. Al, now let me go cease to be or something like that. Is the New World Order the mystery Babylon? Um, no. So I'll make this as quick as I can. Um, the, the mystery Babylon is... Uh, Revelation chapter 17, I believe it's the spiritual Babylon. It's this religious Babylon that has infected uh, the entire planet, all mankind since the beginning. I believe you can trace it all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Very fascinating. I've done messages on it. And maybe sometimes I'll have Don Perkins here. We'll talk a little bit about that. But it's the mystery Babylon is the spiritual religious Babylon. Uh, Revelation 18 is... Uh, Babylon, the city. I believe it's a physical place. Some people say, well, describe something that's infected the whole world, city, city-wise, country-wise. It's physical. Uh, Revelation 18 is talking about goods that people buy, like things you buy on Amazon or whatever, and it is destroyed by the Lord, Revelation chapter 18. Revelation chapter 17, you have this mystery Babylon, the spiritual Babylon, that the 10 kings that we read about tonight, when they raise up, they crush that religious Babylon, that mystery Babylon, that woman who rides the beast, the harlot. They crush her, they destroy her, they get rid of her, and then, uh, so the 10 kings do that, Revelation 17, Revelation 18, God destroys the kings of the earth. So fascinating, but the, the uh, mystery Babylon is religious, it's spiritual in nature. Um, Jeff Hensley says, what is the news concerning bestiality being legalized? It is awful. Um, it is absolutely disgusting. Listen, I'm almost out of time, I found out. Um, so we'll be wrapping up here in just a second. I haven't heard about it being legalized yet, but um, I'm waiting for it too, so it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Um, a reminder again that um, uh, tomorrow John Holler will be live with me at 2 o'clock. It's going to be a fantastic time. We'll be talking about ESGs and some other things. Al4909 says, What happens in Gog, Magog war that the world will know that Israel's God is real? Uh, they're going to know that all the world is not supporting Israel. Uh, Saudi Arabia doesn't get involved. Certainly the United States is not involved. We know that. Uh, Israel's on their own. It looks like Russia, Iran, Turkey uh, coming from the north. And then you have uh, the Sudan. You have Libya coming from the south going to attack Israel. It looks like it, 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 they swarm Israel like a cloud. In fact, what Revel uh, excuse me, Ezekiel chapter 38 gives us pictures, a swarm like a cloud from above and also troops on the ground. So Israel is about ready to get annihilated and God just steps in and just destroys uh, these armies. And Israel, Ezekiel chapter 39, uh, recognized that it is God that has done this. In fact, the whole world recognizes, oh wow, only the Lord could have done that. Is that the beginning of the tribulation when that happens? And the world says, it's the Lord, so they're without excuse. Or my friend Andy Wood says, Ezekiel 38's in the beginning, but Ezekiel 39, the victory is at the end because all the world recognizes who the Lord is. But uh, there's differences there on the timing, but that's basically it in a nutshell. Um, is the New World Order the mystery of Babylon? No, it is not. Okay, 
Nebraska Sandhills. I can't quite see the whole question. It says, question, could you have, uh, can you scroll up just a tiny bit, please, for me? Just a little bit so I can see this question from Nebraska Sandhills. Hello, Matthew? There you go. Thank you. A little bit more. A little bit more. Can't quite see it. Okay, thank you. Could you have Jimmy Evans on sometime? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's, let, let me go back up a little bit higher. Uh, there's another question here I want to see that I missed. A little bit more? A little bit more? Quite, wait, there it is. Okay, question from Dom Barry. If we are to lose $231 million within the next two years, uh, three years, are we talking about pandemics, volcanic eruptions, along with earthquakes and storms? We couldn't bury that many people in two years. Hey, as I mentioned at the end of the message, I'm hoping for the rapture is why, is why that happens. But I have no idea. In fact, you bring up a very good point, and I do got to wrap it up here. Um, how could uh, possibly be, uh, when you look at a quarter of the planet dying uh, in Revelation chapter 6 with the fourth horse, and then you have another third of the planet dying when you get to the trumpet judgments, you can't bury that many people. Uh, there's, there's no, you just can't do that. So, I mean, can you imagine? Now, there is talk about these, you know, chemicals. I can't remember what they're used to dissolve bodies. That might be the reason why these things are being legalized. I don't know, because they know stuff is coming. I don't know, but we have interesting times. Um, hey, listen, we are out of time because we're about ready to get cut off on our server. Um, so, uh, got to get going there. And, um, uh, tomorrow we'll be with John Haller. I'll be live Tuesday. I'll have a midweek update. Might even have somebody live this week, three different days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I don't know yet. Next Sunday night, my intention will be to be back in the Minor Prophets unless something leads me to say, let's do another prophecy update next Sunday night. But I believe we'll be starting with another Minor Prophet next time since we finish the book of Amos. Listen, God bless y'all. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.